We are on the Beehive with Jay and with Johnny, who are really good friends of mine. I've known you guys for what? Four years or so, At something like that. Well, it's you been know, that long. It has. Time <laughs> flies by, man. Um, and and you guys are 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 uh, nice enough to stop by and see us. And you brought your trophy with you. We'll 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 discuss that later. What sure. that's all about. But we're here to talk about poker. And the reason we're here to talk about poker is not only are you a poker champion, but you know we got uh, young Jay here who follows suit, who's made it some you know big events second place or you know we we're talking about stuff like that but you know what you're doing when it comes to um you know the game of poker i've uh, i've had the opportunity to play with you guys a little bit in home games and stuff like that and uh, you laughed at me a little bit but you taught me <laughs> you taught me a lot even though you made fun of me but you taught me a lot about the game um because you pick up something about the game from everybody now what i wanted to start off with is a lot of people don't know how poker became so popular but from what i remember it was the year the NHL went on strike uh, and there was a, a lockout for, for about a yes. year in 2000 and refresh my memory. When was that? I forget the year, but I know there, yeah. Hockey was it 04? Yeah. It was uh, around where the money, like uh, uh, Chris Moneymaker. Yeah, I think that, that was two, oh, oh, three, oh, four. Oh, three, Somewhere oh, four. in there, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. The World Series, yeah. Because I remember right after that, um, <clears throat> Tampa Bay won the cup and then we made it to the cup final, but it was like a few years before that. So yeah. 2003, 2004. Yeah, some, yeah. Some so like there that. was a lockout in the NHL and then everybody was kind of bored, especially Canadians, especially <laughs> Edmontonians. So we started kind of learning about poker and it was on TV and we want to know what the game was about. But you guys, did you guys know about poker before then? Or is this like recent, like 10 years ago? Or is this even before people knew about it? Honestly, for me, I've only been playing seriously for four years. Like all this stuff you're talking about, yeah. I know nothing about. <laughs> oh, really? I had no interest in the poker up until. You're like, here to educate us, man, not the other way around. Okay, okay, Jay. Well, for has me, it been I, four years? I was a late bloomer, so you know what I mean. Uh, I wasn't around. Well, when do you during, want to start? When you're 12? <laughs> I wasn't around during the moneymaker day, days, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, when the action was crazy, so I've heard. Yeah. Um, I've always played like Zynga poker and and those, you know, those online games where you have millions of chips and they aren't worth anything <laughs> and you, go and all you in. just go all in blind <laughs> yeah, yeah, every yeah. single hand yeah, yeah, just yeah. all in all in yeah um that's that's actually <clears throat> when i first started playing i was probably like 10 11 played for fun oh, so just, you were young when you kind of started dabbling in it yeah it was like i'd touch it play around for a bit but i never actually took it seriously but i guess it's kind of like a subconscious thing over the years that i realized i actually liked the game you took a liking to the game right yeah. so i can tell you when that was when when he came to uh, Chris's home game, oh yeah, he, he the first time he came, he won. I think after that, so time, I was meeting him for the for that for, was the first the time. I think you were of, there too, uh, maybe. But that was so that was him starting out his first home game yeah. with us, and he yeah. won it. And ever since then, that's where the escalation came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the interest it, like grew big. But time. that happens in anything. Let's say you play hockey for the first time and you score a wicked goal, oh, you get man. addicted yeah, to yeah, the yeah. game. That's how it goes. That's you go into Exino, put twenty on whatever on a number and end up making a couple hundred bucks you're addicted like oh, yeah. right off the bat there's, the best thing that can high, happen is you high. lose and yeah. get the fuck out and regret <laughs> you ever did it yeah exactly. okay so so you've you've also been doing it for what how, how many years like like actually taking it seriously uh i'd probably say about two years two and a half okay. years or so three okay. pushing it mm -hmm. so we'll go with our elder we'll go with johnny so uh, obviously you got a trophy sitting there it says APC main event champion 2018 this at the Yellowhead yes uh what kind of tournament was that like for those of you that don't know each casino in the city uh, not every casino because there's the 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 Grand Villa that doesn't have no nope. poker but the River Cree Yellowhead Argyle Century and 
Gold Dust? Does Gold Dust have that? I don't think so. Or are the old Gold Dust now it's another Century Casino? I don't think they, they do. don't no, have I it. I don't think they do. So most of them have, and and this goes to Calgary and Red Deer and all that. But most of, and now actually West Edmonton Mall has got a poker room. But most of them have this room where you walk in, unless it's a Friday Saturday night. Usually have a couple of tables, and and each table seats about ten people, with a dealer. So there's eleven bodies, and most of the time the game that's preferred at casinos is one two or one three no limit. Uh, unless you're at Century and you like to play bingo, and that's that's three six and four eight. But uh, most of the time it's one two. Yep. Right. So just to give people an idea of what this is like, so they walk in there and usually you buy in for a hundred or two hundred bucks, or some people buy in for more, but there's a limit to that. And then you sit down and you get two cards to start off. So maybe walk us through um, what poker is for people who don't understand community cards and the turn in the river and all that. Um, just the two card game. Yeah, so basically you get dealt two cards for whoever's sitting at the table. And then uh, there's things called blinds, which is the one-two. So that forces action. So if you're in the blind, you're putting chips in you know, before you see any cards. So you have to either surrender your hand or you, you can defend them and play. And so the, the whole idea of that is to escalate the game. Um, we're talking cash game, so yeah. it doesn't escalate. It just stays at, the, at like one-two or two-five or whatever. And then, you know, everyone gets dealt two cards. Unless somebody raises when it comes to their turn. Yes. And then after uh, all the players are in, the money's in the middle, we see a flop, which is the first three cards, community cards. And then uh, the next round of betting uh, happens. Community cards meaning everybody can use the first three cards. Yeah. You... Like everything <clears throat> on the community cards, but the first three is a flop and everybody can use it. That's correct. So basically, um, by the end, there's five cards and there's two in your hand. So you have to make the best hand out of all seven cards. Yeah. It can only use five of them. So two in your hand plus whatever three you want on the board. But you can use one of your cards if you had to. Say if it was a, yes. a five card flush and there was four hearts on, on the community cards and you just had one big one or whatever, that's considered yes. a flush as well. You don't have to use two. No, it just has to be a five card hand with one or two of your cards. Okay. Um, what could we tell people about for, for, from there? Obviously, there's you know there's uh, the actions forced by, by having some money on the table, which is what the blinds are for. And then there's a button that that is to the right of the small and the and the big blind the power position the power position so why <laughs> is that that dealer button so important in the game for uh, people that don't know because uh, that's the position where you see what goes on all the action before you act so you get information of what's going on before you can make your decision so the small blind the fourth bet the small the one and then the two is the big blind they have to act first and then whoever is behind them acts before you act on the button because mm -hmm. you're in the direct right of them so you have that information, what's going on. So there's a bunch of action, people are raising before you, you know, if your hand's not good, you should get out. Mm -hmm. Unless you're a maniac and then you just bluff. Yeah, <laughs> so, you, so you, you get to see what every, if we're, if we're, if we're uh, approaching it like a professional, we're trying to read each person and their reaction to looking at their cards. Cause you obviously, tell. you guys do that oh, a yeah. lot, right? Mm -hmm. You try to pick up a tell on somebody if they look at their chips right away after looking at their cards or whatever the case may be. Being the dealer, you get to see all of that before it gets to you. Yes. And you can even have an opportunity to steal all of it if you just don't sense anybody's got anything powerful enough to call you if you make a big raise. Yes, that's okay. correct. Okay, so what's the second most powerful position besides the button what, what would you is under the the gun which is to the left of the big blind is that a good position to be in right off the beginning in my opinion um not really because you're the first to act <laughs> yeah. and everyone so you're the gets opposite to see, of the button exactly. you're like the first to go everyone gets to see what you you're about to do before you know it's their turn to act um but usually it's a sign of strength 
when someone comes in from the under the gun position, they know, well, if, if you're more experienced, you know that all the other players get to see what you're doing. So it, it's kind of like, um, Mind, Psycho yeah, it's like a mindset kind of game, game. Yeah, when you get to that that uh, perspective there, so a lot of a lot of the players usually, you know, they they show a sign of strength by then. Mm -hmm. Um, so it can be a good valuable position, but it also can be uh, a very detrimental position yeah. as well because you're yeah. always going to be the first to act, and they ha they get to see what you're about to do first. Okay, so. Just, is, do you guys have a favorite seat on the table? Because a lot of people run to their number. Like, I want to be seat two, seat nine. Like, do you guys have a favorite number? We're giving away too much information for guys that are going like, to play. I like at the end, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Just so you can see more. Yeah. I don't like in front of the dealer, right? Because, I mean, for me, it's I, like when I was in school, I like to be in the back of the class. <laughs> so for me, sitting at the end is like the, the back, back of the, of the class. class. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah. So I'm just sense. used to that. You know? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> you've got the space there, too, right? Like, if, if you're sitting like right in front of the dealer, you've got two guys on your left and right. Yeah. And, you know, if where the corner gives you a little bigger. more play. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You to got stack up all to... those chips. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes. sometimes yeah. Sometimes. Right? <laughs> sometimes. So, what's the difference between playing the home games and playing at the casino? Like, what's, what's the advantage and disadvantage in you guys' opinion? Oh man, the the biggest advantage I'd say of having a home game is getting the boys together, getting the homies together. They can be girls too. Yeah, uh, girls play poker, but it's you it's guys. Just, you guys <laughs> have uh, a really good poker player that was playing with you guys. Oh yeah, couple, of them. <laughs> couple. Uh, of them. Uh, Randita was. Uh, She's a cash game uh, reg. Yeah, at Yellowhead. Yeah, but she she played with you guys before, <clears throat> right? Uh, a couple of times, I think. Did I've she never ever win? played with her personally at Take those it games. Were you guys ever lost to a woman? The whole thing? <laughs> I think the she whole came tournament? In, I think she came in like second or third one She's time. She's good. Yeah. She's good. She's mostly cash game though. Yeah. Yeah. And so at home, you guys aren't doing cash. It's more of a tournament, like winner takes yeah. all, or you split it with second plays, for the, the, the night's dragging on. Is that the idea? Only if Kung Pao's involved, there's a chop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does that guy still bring you food? Eight-way eight chop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I want $10. Wait till Omar leaves, and then we'll chop it eight ways. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Uh, so, so that's the advantage to having a home game, oh, is yeah. that you get to see a lot of your friends, and there's not much animosity. It's, it's a lot of fun. Is it less expensive <clears> to have a home? Because I've heard of some home games and i've been a part of somewhere it's actually more expensive to play in somebody's garage sometimes than to go to a fucking casino and spend 100 bucks it can and can't it can and cannot be sometimes like if you're if you're playing a game where it's just one single rebuy and once you're out you're out freeze out they call it when freeze you out when you can't re-enter it it's doesn't like one buy-in and that's it if you're out you're out but in a tournament <clears throat> just so people understand uh, you, you walk in you pay a fee whether it's 50 or 100 bucks you get a certain amount of chips that everybody gets to start off with correct unless they're late then i think you guys late reg penalize them or something <laughs> like that but you start off with the same amount yep. so unlike a cash game when you walk in buddy buys for 500 beside you you're 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 buying in for 100 the tournament is it's it's a it's a play where it's set at very even odds right to start off with everybody's got the same amount of chips yeah right so uh and and then you basically play down to to one or two people have everybody's money yeah yep. unlike a cash game where you could just stand up cash, cash out. out and you're gone whether yep. you got 20 bucks in front of you or a thousand yep. so so the tournament if you start it you're pretty much in it for the long haul so if it takes three four hours <clears> you got to be there till the or you want to be there till you the end be you're there until you have sure. all the chips or you have no chips okay one or the other okay so you got to set some time aside for a tournament play <laughs> oh, right yeah, for sure yeah. for okay. these ones yeah you're gonna set away probably like three or four days okay so what's the disadvantage to, to playing in a home game versus going to play at a casino poker um, a lot of times home games are just like uh, bingo. 
it's like you know, you're saying right so a lot of the players and that play home games are just like just come up have a drink and just you know yeah. goof around and um like they, they're not sometimes sometimes they're not as serious they're just like they're playing cards that maybe they shouldn't just trying to get lucky yeah and then when they do get lucky on you and you like crack your aces or something yeah. you, just, you go on tilt which means you're really upset yeah like <laughs> Make especially sure you johnny. The camera how upset yeah. you <laughs> especially get with, johnny yeah oh, 100%, i've seen him pissed uh, off it's, it's happened to me fun. too many times that's why i don't play home games anymore yeah 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 and and so what's the advantage okay what's the advantage of um uh, what's the disadvantage to playing at home games besides the uh besides getting run over uh you know by somebody D do you feel like playing with somebody that is a rookie at the game is a disadvantage because i feel like it, it can be a big disadvantage playing against somebody that doesn't really know what they're doing where they give away less less signs and less um, information for you if you're trying to pick up on on the strength of their hand is that is that true well I'll tell you one thing uh, playing home games sometimes the home game players are the ones that are in the tournaments like this because they'll buy in for a cheaper price and play a satellite it's called so it's a smaller tournament that gets you a seat into the big one and that's so true. those players that satellite in however they get lucky or whatever mm -hmm. that's what I like about poker anybody can win on any given day so they get into this uh, big tournament through a satellite and then they're like a home game player. So you have to know how to play home game players, even though you're playing like a bigger buy-in event that uh, they wouldn't make typically uh, the same plays as a more experienced player would or a pro, right? Because when they do something, you might read that before as like strong from a professional player mm -hmm. that you've played against, mm -hmm. but really they're not. They're just, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So. But they can get lucky too. Yeah, it's tricky, but that's what I mean. You have to decipher how they play kind of uh in terms of how how strong their hand is so okay. that's tricky but that's uh i think that's an advantage for me playing with these guys actually made me better because i've seen how they all play so when i go to a table and i see players like that i can like play accordingly i can adjust mm -hmm. versus just not knowing like what does that mean plus you find that at a home game there's more talk going on. And what I mean by that is there's more information that you're getting. I mean, more things you're learning. Oh, yeah. Like if me and you were playing a home game and you make like a super nice move against me, unlike a casino where I don't know you, I'm not going to be like, so what did you really have? You know what I mean? Like like you're more you're more enticed to give more information out at a home game because you guys are friends. Yeah. You can kind of tell them what you were thinking or I kind of knew you were bluffing or you always do this thing. So you, you're saying you learn more by playing with these guys because I think there's just more information to be gathered. Where a casino, everybody's got their glasses on, hoodie, they're trying to hide, they're trying to keep everything to themselves, barely showing their cards. Where at a home game, you tend to, not yeah. you guys, you guys are pros, but at a home <laughs> game, you tend to flip your cards over a lot more than you would, you know, oh, yeah. playing Show at a casino. Yeah, that's for right? sure. You gotta, you gotta tilt your friends out. Yeah, sometimes. exactly. Sometimes you just do it to be a dick on <laughs> yeah. purpose. It's all good. But it's, it's like, I, like I said, it's really advantageous to play just just even if you're playing for like twenty dollar buy-ins, ten dollar yeah. buy-ins, just get out yeah. there and play. It's the fun right? of the game. Get the feel it's for the experience it. that really counts. Yeah. Um, that makes it really advantageous. Uh, if you if you play more often than you don't, you'll chances are you'll get better. You'll learn your spots better. You'll you'll know how to play your cards and figure out the math and all those things that are really crucial. Uh, yeah. fun, the fun, fundamentals of the game. Yeah. Uh, I so like just getting into the game all the time is. It's fun. It's fun. It's That's fun. what it's about. You learn. So how about how about playing at um, at the casino? What's the advantage and disadvantage there? We talked about the home game. How about like going there? What's what's what, what in your opinion? What's the advantage? What's the disadvantage to being there? 
is it just as simple as the drive or not you know <laughs> i've been playing casino for a while so i'll let jason answer that because he's just you know he was in the transition from home game yeah to and then he's actually in the last year or so he's been going to these tournaments with me yeah and playing in some of them so i'll let him answer okay. that okay so i'll tell you an advantage and a disadvantage the advantage is you don't have to worry about taking your friend's money. <laughs> so if you win this person's money, you're still you'll talking have, to your friends after. You'll have no remorse. You don't lose over friends, it, right? Yeah. Uh, you won't be like, ah, uh, I bluffed you, uh, like that kind of thing, and yeah. feel bad about it. Yeah. If you bluff someone, it's it's fairly <coughs> won, right? So um, that's advantageous. You you can grow, continue to grow. Um, most poker rooms are open 24 hours. You can go at any given time of the day. That's true. Um, good point. So you can right. really go at any time to play. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and a disadvantage. When you have a losing streak, the drive home. Downswing. They call it a downswing. <laughs> drive home. You, you drive home and you're home. like, oh, what did I do today? I lost money. Yeah. Why did I even leave the house today? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the other the other disadvantage I, I I think is is well no the advantage of going to the casino especially because are you playing tournaments when you go there or is it more cash games is there is there like fifty fifty a mixture of both for okay. me um, the times that I don't feel like committing like eight hours of my day mm -hmm. I would you know I do quick four or five hour sessions yeah um, that usually gets my fix in yeah uh, it, it's a fix yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course but um. Yeah, it's um, a game you want to play. It's like oh, yeah, my fix sure. with hockey. It's like I got to yeah. get out there and play sometime. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Get a niche. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you're. Um, um, I, I was gonna mention that you're you're playing at um, you're playing at a casino, but you feel like uh, you can cash out at any time. Oh, so yeah. you can like you can leave. But is it not true that obviously a house game is not as organized as the casino? Not not with you guys because I've been there. You guys are very you guys organized. Are organized. Yeah, you get, you're on top of your shit when you run your games. But uh, a lot of us that go play uh, poker, at, you know, in a garage or a buddy's house, which we do all the time, it's. I mean, unless you're playing with the right group of guys, there's a lot of yeah. dickery going oh, on. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are not paying attention. This guy's out for uh, controversy. You know, yeah, and and this guy uh, this guy didn't mean to show his hand, or this guy said you know go, but he meant. He meant uh, fold or whatever the case yeah. may be. So yeah. there's a lot of that where at a casino, you don't have to worry about um, you controlling anybody's player, calling people out on the mistakes they're making because that's the dealer's job or houseman to come over and yep. fix the situation. So that's a big advantage, oh, yeah. right? That's one of the best parts about it too is uh, you don't have to worry about dealing. Mm -hmm. uh, at home games, we usually don't have a designated dealer, right? Because everyone's playing. Everyone so, deals. So you pass around the, the dealer, but the dealer button basically yeah. follows the, 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 the cards. Exactly. Okay, yeah. so that's who's got the deck. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys ever get a dealer to deal? Is that is that better or is just... That'd be cool. I mean, like having a home game where you don't have to deal your own... At a final, at a final table when someone's like, you know, sitting around or whatever, they usually uh, volunteer to deal. So yeah. we at the final table, they yeah. usually do. There's a dealer. Yeah, mm -hmm. the guy that's out first. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you $30. Stick George, around. George, exactly. you said? Jorge? Jorge? Oh, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> Call it a mouse. Is there... Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you just called him out like that. He's going to be pissed. Shout out. Shout He's going to unsubscribe immediately. Shout to out podcast. to Jorge. Shout out Jorge. He's my man. Um, so what's have you ever caught anybody cheating in the four years that you've done home games? You don't have to mention the name or the situation. So, But have you yourself ever caught somebody or had a feeling that somebody cheated? Because the deck of cards is being passed around to each player. So if I'm being invited for the first time and I'm some sly magician that nobody knows and I'm I'm 
playing some trickery with the cards. Is there a way to cheat in poker? Like, 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 can you cheat? Do you see it happening, or is it just people just think cheating is a big deal, but really it's so tough in the game because you I have mean, to control the community cards, what everybody gets. In home games, I mean, from what I've seen, like, no, because we we don't just invite anyone to play. We just invite friends, yeah. and they vote for the other friends. So it's a pretty like the last like the few years that we played, including yourself in these mm -hmm. games. It's been pretty like fun and clean and. You know, every once in a while there's a little bit of controversy if someone, like you said, acts out of turn and there's a big pot or something. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, that's a part of the game. But for the most part, no, I don't ever recall anyone like cheating or trying to cheat. Everyone's pretty legit. That's what makes our group good, right? Yeah, yeah. Good games. Yeah. And how many people usually show up to the home game? Because most home games, it's one table. But I've been to yours where you've had like four. I'm like, you should just five. have a fucking sign like, outside that says like 54 entries. Casino wow. Johnny. Yeah. I wasn't around for that. By okay. The way, so yeah, that was a high place. It was the good old that. days where we had like, uh, you know, five tables and yeah, there yeah, was yeah. a wait list. Robbie was in uh, yeah. a wait list. He didn't had, get in. <laughs> you had tables upstairs, tables downstairs. Yeah, I'm like, holy shit, there's tables everywhere. But that's that's a lot of fun. But there was no rake. There was no rake. So it was yeah. totally legit. Yeah. There was yeah. no money made for Don't me. Don't put this guy in cuffs, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's just for fun. Yeah. Just getting guys together. <laughs> the entry at a, at a tournament that's done at a casino. How many entries usually are there? I know they vary, but average. Are they are they 100 people? These satellites that you're talking about that you enter to play the big events, are they are they 100 people, 200 people? What what's the most? Obviously when you when you go to Vegas and you play these big tournaments, you can have up to like what? A thousand people? Thousands, yeah. Like thousands of people mm -hmm. and you're trying to be number 1. Exactly. Yeah, up to, like I think it's up to like 6,000 entries. Wow. Yeah. For the main event, it's 6,000 entries. So that's. And that's the big one in Vegas. Yeah. The WPT? WSOP. Okay. Yeah. The main there's, event. There's no WPT? There is. That's and so what's the difference? It's a different series. Different series. Yeah. So is it just done at a different place? So it's named different? With, uh, yeah. Like, they're in different places all, all over the world. Yeah. Um, there is it's a one different in tour. Vegas. They're European yeah, ones. Exactly. There's. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and so there's up to 6,000 entries? I think the World Series main event last year had like 7,800 or something. Whoa. It was quite And a how much did each person pay 8, to get 000. in? Uh, it was, it's a 10,000 US buy-in. So 10,000? <laughs> like That's a Canadian, lot of money right, right? there. 13 Canadian. <laughs> so $13,000 Canadian. Each yeah. person divvies up. Yep. And, and there's 7,800 of them? And when like, it was actually, we're, yeah, if we're I using think it pushed 8,000 last year. Yeah. Okay. So if we're using that as an example, yeah. what's the math on that? So, so, so there's 7,800 people, uh, almost 8,000 people paying $10,000 US to enter this tournament. So it works out to about 13,000 Canadian. And then, um, how long does that tournament take to dis to, to basically figure out the last table who's, who's, who's playing at, at the main event or, uh, the, you know, last 10 standing, does it take three, four days? Is it longer because there's more people? Oh yeah. I so the more people, the longer, like, it's not just a weekend thing. Sometimes it goes a week or two week weeks. Long, yep. I think uh, it's a 10-day event because yeah. it goes seven days. And then at the final table, it takes three days to get to the winner, I think. They break it up into, like, for TV. Three segments? Yeah, segments. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. So you have to book a week <laughs> off, so hopefully you make it to the end. But it's yeah. really well, if you're not if, against you. <laughs> if you're not back after, like, nine days, then your family <laughs> probably just gets super excited. Yeah, you're doing good. So I what's think, first place for last year's tournament uh, at, a, at a turnout like that? Like, are we talking? Like 8 mil? Yeah, it was 8 million, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> so you walk in there, you, you bring, you know, 10 grand or get sponsored by somebody to enter this tournament, and you have the potential to 10 days later walk, go out, walk out with about $8 million. Yep. 
So something that corresponds to home games is that a lot of people actually have home games as a satellite to play in the main event. So everyone divvies up maybe like a thousand dollars and there's 10 players and silver wins it that's or 1000 us that's everybody divided. helps out that person yeah, to so get you know team. someone in that table is going to go to play the main event not somebody at a casino or somebody else not because it's connected to them but just through the funds of getting him that ticket to get it yes. kind of thing and then a lot of times people have like um equity so percentage of whoever wins they get maybe 50 percent of whatever their cat whatever they cash mm -hmm. and the other 50 percent gets divvied up between the nine players a lot of people do that because you still have equity even if you don't make the seat you still get something back if that player goes deep and cashes or something. It makes money. Okay. So um, the other, the other, I guess, advantage to playing at a casino is there's something called a bad beat, where oh, yes. at a home game, it's it's almost non-existent because you get badly beaten at a home game. You're just starting unless your I'm car playing. A unless early. I'm playing, and you I go on tilt like yeah. Yeah. Over here. Okay. <laughs> get so, it in good. <laughs> so a bad beat varies because each casino sets it a little bit differently. Oh, yeah. Where it's got to be, you know, jacks over aces or quads, or it can't be anything lower than a ten. But maybe explain to people out there what the bad beat is at casinos and and how it works. Like give us give us all an idea. One of you. Yeah. Go ahead. Whoever's, whoever, who's, has anybody hit the bad beat it's, here? Uh, I've been a part of one. And uh, actually, years ago, I was in River Rock. I was uh, playing just cash game, 1-2. And uh, this guy... Where is River Rock? Uh, in in uh, Vancouver, Richmond. Okay. okay. So basically, this guy was uh, going out to take a break, having yeah. a smoke. So as he went out to take a smoke, that changed the order of the cards, right? Because there's one less uh, player dealt. Do they deal him in? No, they don't. So what's the what's the what's the point of a courtesy hand when somebody asks for it, or some casinos don't give you a courtesy hand? I'm not even sure about that because all I know is sometimes that people ask for it. Hey, can I get a courtesy hand? Then they go for a smoke just in case the bad beat goes, so yeah, you can yeah. consider them as a hand. Mm. But I know some but, people don't allow that. Okay, yeah. so having said that, they this this is in the earlier stages of the bad beat. So mm -hmm. basically, what it was uh, in BC it wasn't capped like in like uh, here in Edmonton. I think it's capped now like fifty grand or something. Yeah, but there it wasn't right. So what happened was this guy went for a smoke. And then that changed the order of the cards. Yeah. And I think for a bad beat, you need at least six players at the table. Okay. And it has to be a certain amount of money in the pot, like 20 bucks or something. Mm -hmm. So anyways, this uh, a hand, a big hand developed where this guy left, changed the order of the cards. And then one guy got dealt kings, two kings, two which kings. is a second best hand, starting mm -hmm. hand in poker. Yeah. The and best guy, is two aces. Which he had. So there's two kings against two aces. Oh. So it was uh, all the, all the, it was a raise, whatever. And then the pot was in the middle and then the flop came. Uh, they both uh, flopped a set. A set means three of a kind with holding a pair, right? Yeah. So it's trips, but you have a pair, right? Yeah. And then there's the same cards on the board. Yeah. So basically, I uh, went bet, uh, call, and then the turn. Uh, I think they got all their money in the middle because obviously set over set. And then uh, the turn was uh, an ace. <coughs> no, no, turn was uh, a king, and the river was an ace. So it was like quads over quads. Quads over quads. Like aces, wow. aces over kings. Well, that definitely qualifies because <laughs> a bad beats quads over like. Uh, Quads beating a full house, aces over. Yeah, depending uh, on the casino. Are higher or jacks are higher. Sometimes it's uh, quad eights, right? Like yeah. I know in uh, playtime in Kelowna, where I'm from, yeah. it's quad eights. You have to beat quad eights for a bad beat. So a straight okay. flush or so a So it's a little bit flush. easier to achieve. Yeah. You hit it a little more. So this is many, this is many years back, right? Yeah. So it was like crazy. It was like quads over quads. <laughs> Everyone was like praying for a king on the river and boom, it was a king. So anyways, uh, I got $1,900 out of it because half of it went to the loser who had the kings. So a bad beat is when is when they they collect um, money over time, like over daily play. They yes. keep putting it in a in a box from each table, and then it reaches up to fifty thousand sometimes. But this one was at what was it fifty k? I think it was. Uh, I believe that one was eighty. So the winner got like uh, forty, 
and then the loser. So the way it works is the the back beat gets split in half. The person that lost the hand, not won it. So it would be the quad kings in that situation. So he gets half of that. Yes. Because he got beaten badly, hence the term bad beat. So he gets half of that. And then the guy with quad aces would have gotten... A quarter of it. A quarter of it. And then the table is 40, 40, and it'd be 20. Yeah, and 20. And then the rest of the table splits that 20. Yeah, exactly. So each person, so everybody's a winner when the bad yeah. B goes. Oh, yeah. Unless you're Except for the guy who went for the smoke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we this, all gave him 100 bucks. Of course. Yeah. I was going to say, most of the time when you're up like that, especially the guy that won 40K or whatever, I'm sure he gives him a few hundred bucks. He like, came back. He's like, I, you guys never would have won that. Of course. Everybody says one. that. Everyone's right? like, here's 100 bucks. Shut up. There yeah, must exactly. Have been going around How much are you in for today? Here you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I got $1,900 out of it. So I was happy. Yeah. So everybody's pretty much a winner when the bad beat goes yeah okay and when it goes they basically start that pool all over again correct until okay. it gets hit again okay yeah. so uh, yeah i wanted to bring that up because a lot of people forget about the bad beat because oh, yeah. sometimes you see uh people favoring a casino because their bad beats higher so if you find out that yellowhead casino has their bad beat capped at 50 and argyle is at 18 They'll go play and you that have one. to choose. Yeah. You you want to play the one where if you do hit it's it's much bigger. Yeah. And there's some people that hit it back to back. I know a guy that hit it at Argyle. Uh, back Ringo? Jo- Jojo. 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 Really dark guy. Good looking yeah, yeah, black yeah, guy. Yeah, no, no, no. Tall black guy. Yeah. Right? yeah. He hit it twice in 45 oh, minutes. Wow. So he hit the one that was capped and got the bad beat on that. And then got, got the big half on the other one. That's uh, awesome. The, fr- the first <laughs> one, I think he flopped quads. And then Buddy had a, uh, a boat with aces. And then the other one, it was on the river. It was a straight flush over straight flush. But he did it in half an hour. So I messaged wow. him on Facebook to congratulate him. It was a $36,000 night. Yeah. Like, uh, like just awesome. in that hour. So that's always a good payday. You walk out of there feeling pretty good. I know most people don't even see experience one in their lifetime sometimes yeah, right? yeah. it's tough so, it's, it's yeah. a basically like the massive cooler a cooler means a big hand over a big hand yeah and and <clears throat> um, and and what's the what's what's the most this might be personal for family watching but what's the most you've ever won like what was what was this tournament if you don't mind me asking what was the what was the prize for that besides your gorgeous trophy uh it was a uh, 53k 53k but uh we got heads up so the uh my opponent and i made a deal to split the prize pool and then we just played for the title and I ended up winning it. So what was the prize pool? Uh, I think the second was 30, 30, was it 38 and then 50, 53. So instead of doing the 38, 53, put it together, split it in half. Yeah. So it came out to like 40, 45, five. 45. And then we you guys the just played for the trophy. Yeah. We tipped the casino and then off you went. Security and you won the trophy. Yeah. It okay. Was, uh, Two pair over two pair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, such, it was. Such a cool way to go out. What was the two pair? Do you remember? Uh, Everybody King, King remembers. Six. King six. Everybody's going to remember the one that yeah. won them, the, the trophy. Yeah. Okay. And you have, have you been, you've been involved in tournaments, but how close have you gotten to getting a trophy of uh, your own? Because you've only been doing times. it for two years. You're playing against so guys. Close. That's, uh, You're so close. So close. Really? Not for all the marbles, but I got, uh, I got third and won the biggest score I've ever gotten. It was a little shy of 13,000. Um, I I pretty much committed suicide when it was like three handed. Yeah, I could have waited. You should explain that. I see him suicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's an <clears throat> interesting topic too, um, especially in tournaments. But when you, I've never heard of that. ICM suicide. Yeah, the incremental chip model. So basically, if there's Just a story where you are in the bubble and and, and yeah, if there's shorter next, if there's shorter stacks still yeah. in the tournament and you have a bigger stack, you don't want to go out next because. You're basically with your chip stack, you're guaranteed to move up in the money when these guys are shorter stacks they are most likely to bust out or get eliminated. So he got involved in the big hand when he didn't have to. 
And then when he busted out, other people jumped the pay ladder, which they really shouldn't have because they had way less chips in it. Yeah, okay. Omar, when you get to <coughs> the top 1% of the field, that's when the pay jumps are huge, right? Mm -hmm. um, my third place, a little shy of 13,000. Yeah. Second was 18. So it was a $6,000 pay jump. I, I could have just, just by out trying more. to make the right move, the right yeah. player sitting out or yeah. not playing a hand that you like King 10 suited. And you're like, okay, I really <laughs> want to play it, but I shouldn't yeah. just in case. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you got to, but I mean, that's part of a, a learning curve. Plus oh, yeah, for sure. 13 grand isn't bad. Oh, it's not bad. What's at all. a buy in for something like that? Um, Is it like 30? that one specifically was a $500 buy in? So. 500 bucks and yeah. then what seven hours later you got 13 it was a two-day thing two day so thing. Well, still good pay day. 12 and 10 so about 22 hours or so yeah. okay so. and and with the tournament does it change with how many people get paid at the end like your top 10 top five top three does it does it vary with each tournament oh yeah depending on the prize pool right yeah uh, especially but uh, it's usually the top about 12 to 15 percent okay uh and they're usually really top heavy too so once you get, like I said, to the top 1%, you're looking at thousands. Like if it's a $500 buy-in, first place can range from 15,000 to 30,000, right? Yeah. From from our regional, yeah. regional events. Yeah. Uh, I've played- And how many people enter that one? Just so people understand, it's not the 6,000 entries or 7,000 yeah, yeah, no, entries we're talking. It's many. more like 100, 120. Um, I think that one was about 300. All 300? Yeah, okay. 300 some. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's why so. it takes a couple of days to get oh, it done. Because yeah. some of these other tournaments <laughs> that go on on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they, they got everybody's got their days at the casino, they're usually, what, 90 entries, takes about seven hours to determine yeah. a winner. Yeah, okay, like so there are tournaments one. you can get done in one one oh, sitting, yeah. one night, mm -hmm. instead of having the two-day, obviously you want to do the two-day one <laughs> yeah, in case you sure, make yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So have you ever suffered... Um, a bad beat where you didn't hit the bad beat where somebody just crushed like what was the i hate to bring you back to that because poker players don't like to think about when they <laughs> when they lost badly just as a lesson learned but what's the most somebody's just absolutely pissed you off because there's no fights in poker let's not get it twisted it's not a sport it's not you can't get up well you can but you don't get up and just punch somebody in the face for for you know taking your money from you but what's what's the worst you've ever felt at a poker table the absolute worst where for me, there's just, really too, there's, there's too many bad beats I've taken <laughs> in home games. <laughs> You've developed the alligator skin? Yeah, exactly. So okay. that's actually helped me because when I take bad beats at the, at the casino in these events, I just walk away. I just get up, whatever. I got a beat, and then I leave. You learn how to bounce I, Yeah, I learned from these home games getting like beat bad by these guys. You just Playing. keep picturing Jay's face when he was badly. <laughs> You're like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, what's your biggest loss? Um, I don't know. He's like, who wants to talk you. about that biggest loss? Like, seriously? But I know how I reacted. Yeah. Um, the I can't in, see my, you. in my head, I was yeah. like, oh, I really want to kill this guy. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Of course, of course. But I'm just, you know, you know me. I'm, and I'm you're really young and nobody would blame you if you did lose it. Us <laughs> older guys are like, calm down, man. What's your problem? But Relax, kid. Like yeah. I said, that's the, the one phenomenon of the game where you can just, you can sit out whenever you want. You can go for a walk. You can go grab a drink, grab some food, you know, clear your mind a little exactly. bit. Right? So exactly. That's a really sweet aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. So what's... Um, I want to hear your bad beat. <laughs> How about you, man? What happened? My bad beat is I was uh, I was, I was was a part of uh, four bad beats, um, you know, but I've, I've been on and off with, with the game, just having fun with it uh, for about 12, 13 years. Oh, wow. um, but never, better, but <laughs> never, never played it professionally. Like, ne him. <laughs> never, never played it professionally, right? But um, the one recent one was for fifty thousand. It was capped, and it was at uh, Yellowhead. And I stopped in for for they have the salmon there. 
<laughs> shout oh, out to yeah. uh, Yellow Casino <laughs> and, their, and their salmon on kale. Unbelievable. It's like 30 bucks, but it is the best. And I was Bomb, feeling eh? that. Yeah. And poker, which not a lot of people know, you can like literally sit and enjoy a meal. It's not like, you know, you're not out on the casino floor playing VLTs and, and table yeah. games. You're, you could chill. It's like a, a room with some people you know, some people you don't, but you can sit there and eat. So I'm sitting there eating and I bought in for like <clears throat> 200 bucks, I think it was. I was down to 30. And I just threw it all in. I got king, queen suited, diamonds. So I was chucked it into 30, finishing, literally turned over, finishing up my meal, um, had my jacket on, and I had a rookie beside me in seat. It goes seat one to 10 or one this to way, two. clockwise. One yeah, so 10, he was in seat yeah. 10, I was in seat <laughs> nine, because I like the corner seats too. Um, this guy was sitting right beside me, rookie, because I was having a conversation with him, brand new, never played the game, and not never played the game, but he's used to house games, so he's never played yeah. at the casino. So I get king queen suited. Uh, I make it thirty. He calls. A veteran calls, like a guy that's been in the casino for a while. So he calls thirty, and then another veteran calls for thirty. And we all know these veterans don't call thirty bucks preflop unless they got something big. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, I probably lost this one. So it comes back to me. Obviously, nobody raised it from my race. There was five callers, which is very unlikely. Usually, if you have enough to call thirty, somebody's going to try and steal it or yeah. whatever. Nobody did. The flop comes six, nine, eight of hearts. Um, this guy bets out 20 bucks. This guy raises to 100, the veteran. I'm thinking, this guy goes 300. And, but I'm all in, so I'm just sitting with <laughs> my 30 it. bucks, just finishing my meal going, what the <laughs> hell does everybody have? My diamonds ain't coming, obviously. My straight's probably not coming. I can't see that happening. So it turned out that this guy hit a set of nines. That guy hit a set of sixes. This guy had 10-7 of hearts. So he flopped the straight flush. Oh, wow. They flopped, both of them flopped <clears> the set, which how often does that happen? Like to flop a straight flush, let, let's just acknowledge that. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. But to flop a set, eh, a little less crazy, but very hard to do. But to flop two sets and the straight flush, That's, very hard. Yeah. So uh, pocket sixes ended up hitting their uh, quads on the turn. <laughs> And obviously they went at it and realized like what they all had. So everybody showed their hand. The guy in seat 10 goes, hey, well, what's going on? I said, buddy, I think you just got like almost 1900 bucks for just sitting there. He's like, that is fucking awesome. <laughs> Holy shit. And he starts celebrating. He's excited because yeah. everybody's hearing what's going on. You know how yeah. the, when the bat beat goes, everybody starts running over. Yeah, the room goes crazy. And so I realized what's happening. I'm like, does anybody want to see my cards? They're like, no, nobody can see <laughs> <laughs> Just mock it. Yeah, they just want to make sure it's real anyways, cards. So. Uh, so I didn't care. I, I, I made a lot of money that day considering I walked in with 200 bucks. Um, so this guy was happy. Um, the river was, you know, a brick. But I tell this guy, because to quiet him down a little bit because he was too happy, I'm like, listen, man, you know it could have been a lot more. He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, <laughs> if a nine hit the river, you'd have 25 grand yeah. <laughs> and that guy would have 1,800. Like the, imagine with pocket sixes hitting their quads that if, if nine quadded up, that pockets the the quad sixes would have just got table share yeah <laughs> like how often do you lose with wow. quads and just get table, table share, share yeah. so that's what happened the two two really nice guys yep. and the guy that got to 25k had been losing for like like me he wasn't doing well but uh, for the last hour because i i know him he's an older man but yeah. he was telling me it's just been a shitty day man everybody's been rivering me i've been losing everything and then 
obviously yeah. he lost again, but just only so big that it, it got him 25K. So he was thrilled, <laughs> but he was thrilled with 12K. This guy's a newbie, so 1800 was bucks was yes, unreal for him. That, I was yeah. happy because my meal's done now, my jacket's on, but I'm waiting for some cash. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was uh, the latest bad beat that I was a part of, which was about oh, congrats, a month and man. a half ago. Congrats. Yeah, it was cool. It was just, uh, it was a good way to start off your day, you know what I mean? Do some shopping or whatever. But um, yeah, otherwise I've just, uh, I've never hit the bad beat myself, but just been a part of it or watched it happen. It's as unlikely as seeing like a royal flush on the flop or on the, like on the board, which I've seen that before in Vegas. Like literally a royal flush was dealt out in order. Wow, like crazy. ace, king, uh, queen, jack, ten. Like <laughs> on the board. I was like, what? Yeah, I think crazy. I'll play the board. We had one of those in one of our home games. It was a straight flush on the board. It was like five, six, seven, eight of diamonds. Really? And it was Somebody pretty had cool the to get a ten? That would be sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So as uh, as far as tournament play and casino play and home games, we kind of have an understanding. What are what are some telltale signs you look for? Like, what have you learned? Like, obviously, you're not the guy you were four years ago starting out in the not game. Even close. Not even close. <laughs> you were easy to agitate. You were uh, you didn't have the alligator skin that got built up. You you were you'd, you'd be sensitive sometimes to the game, get upset really easy or, or happy really easy because yeah. it's hard to control your emotions too when you're in a good mood. Like it's hard not to follow the rules that which you play by when you're doing well because sometimes you think you're invincible and then you make a bad move so what's what's some things that you guys look for as do either of you let's back up for a sec do either of you actually make money playing poker as in like you consider it sort of like a side gig and not just fun or I, I do I do um back in Kelowna there was a how was Kelowna, by the way? It's really good, bro. You just up and left Edmonton, went to Kelowna. I went to Kelowna. Why did you call about Kelowna? Uh, three months ago? Why did you look? And I up? was thinking the whole time, who do I know in Kelowna? So I knew a few people, but we were too busy on the water and jet skiing and stuff. But we had we had fun. But Kelowna's amazing. I would have took you out to the patio. I know the you would have, man. Well, I'm I'm gonna go visit a friend in in about a month or so. so yeah, look fine. me up. Yeah, for sure. So, anyways, they had a labor disruption, playtime, and then uh, I used to actually go there maybe two times a week. Like I'm I'm a rec player. Rec means recreational. Yeah. I don't play all the time. Like these events, I only maybe go to a handful of them a year, like maybe six of them a year because mm -hmm. the work and everything gets busy. So I usually just get out on the weekends. It's a, it's a getaway and I just do the local stuff like Calgary, Edmonton, whatever. So uh, the local casino in Kelowna is called Playtime. I used to go there uh, before the labor disruption and, you know, I used to easily like make thousand dollars a week. Yeah. Sometimes you lose a couple hundred, 400. Sometimes you make 1200, yeah. 1600. Yeah. So on average, I'd make like maybe a thousand bucks a week. So that was my side money. Cause and what are the hours equivalent to the thousand dollars a week? Are we spending uh, 30 hours that week or are we talking about? Uh, We're talking like three, three to five hours. Oh, okay. That's it. So I'd okay. go there. I'd go so there. So definitely worth the money. Yeah. I'd okay. roll in there like on a weekend. Yeah. Like I would usually wouldn't go on a weeknight. It's uh, I'd go like maybe on a Friday night. Like after I walk my dog, put him to bed. And How's your like, dog doing? He's good. Fuck, you love that dog. <laughs> I do he's not want to be around the day that dog dies. You won't hear from this guy for like a year. No, that's I, good. I feel you. <laughs> so, anyways, I would. Yeah. Uh, I would you have a painting of him. Yeah, I do. Okay, I'm not <laughs> gonna would, make you a painting. You already have one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind another one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. You're gonna say that. We'll talk after. All right. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I would go there, roll in there like nine, ten o'clock at night. Like you know, that's a good thing about uh, casinos and cash games. 
you don't have to like call your buddies and say, hey, let's get a game going. Let's get a game going. You just and you set these things up so you know yeah. how hard that is. Yeah, that takes like a hard. week's worth of work. Yeah, and then people come in late and it's like whatever. And you have to text everybody that day and your phone's blowing up yeah. while you're playing late. You know? Yeah, so organizing it is, is a lot of work, but mm -hmm. it was worth it. It got everyone together. Yeah. So we just walk into the casino. You put your name on a list if it's not full. Uh, if it's full, I mean. And if it's not, you just walk in, you sit down, and you play with all these people that... Most of them are just regulars that play there on a regular basis where you, you know them. So if you played them before, you kind of, they have an image. Images, you know, kind of uh, A set tendencies. way they like to yeah, do things. Tendencies, yeah, tendencies, right? Yeah, So basically you have, you baby, you label everybody how they play, like a tight player, loose player, you know, passive aggressive, whatever. Do you try to spot those people early on in the game? I do. When I play, when I sit down at the table, the first thing I do is just try to like figure out who's who and who plays how they do and what hands they show down. And then that gives me a better idea of how I can play. So if I see this older guy, you know, generally they're tight and they don't mm -hmm. play unless they have it. Yeah. So those are the ones. They're using don't... retirement money. Yeah. <laughs> they're marks. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't try to bluff them. <laughs> they're right? marks. This yeah. guy's like a, you're an assassin. You're marking everyone I on the it. table. You're trying to figure out who you can assassinate. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, you go there and you just kind of figure out how everyone plays and then you just adjust to the, their game accordingly, how to try to exploit them. That's all it is, is poker is just trying to exploit people and getting their money or their chips, mm -hmm. so either tournament or cash. Mm -hmm. So whoever does it the best wins, right? Mm. And obviously luck and getting cards and playing them correctly is a big part of it, but sometimes you don't need a hand to win. Like if the board texture is like four hearts and you know that guy's got a pocket pair, mm -hmm. then and you have like, you know, something that you can bluff him with, like you represent the ace of hearts mm -hmm. or something, then obviously he's going to fold, right? He's not going to call with like, without a big hand, so. So what's your advice to people that say, well, it's just, it's all luck. Why would I want to learn how to play poker when it's just, it's just a bunch of cards and whoever gets lucky gets lucky. What's your answer to somebody like that, that says it's just, it's luck. Like, why is it always the same faces that you see at final tables? Like, like the, 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 the movie rounders talks about, like, it's always the, the, the same few guys that you keep seeing. So are they just doing something special? Are they cheating? What is it that makes it, I mean, cause a lot of it's luck but a lot of it isn't luck. So are you just trying to be on the side that, that isn't luck? Like trying to be a little smarter about it? Maybe 51% versus 49, like how does? It's all about, uh, it's, it's all about like the long run, right? Poker's all about a long run. Like you can take three bad beats in a row, mm -hmm. but if you get your chips, if you get your, like your chips or your cash in good, yeah. over the long run, let's say you have an 80% hand, like yeah. kings over queens, yeah. like you're gonna win eight times out of 10. Yeah. So just cause you lose two in a row, over the long run, you're gonna win eight out of 10. Yeah. Even though you lost the first two, you should mm -hmm. win the, the next eight. Mm -hmm. So you can't really base it on like a short sample. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta yeah. like stretch it out. That's so if you have the best hand on the flop and you're putting all, all your money in or making a big raise, but some dummy on a draw calls you and wins. What you're saying is you'd rather be that guy that has his hand made on the flop because seven times out of 10, yeah. you're gonna take it down. Yes. where the other guy's hoping he hits. Yes. So you're saying even though you lose and even though it's luck for the other guy, uh, in the long run, the law of averages says you will find your ace, you will find, you know, that you're on the winning side of things. That's correct. So if you win 70% more than 30% than you mm -hmm. lose, then you're a winning player, right? Yeah. So you're going to lose in poker. It's yeah. just you're trying to, you're trying to uh, you know, keep your money when, when you know it's not safe to put it in and you're trying to really go for it when you know that you have the best hand. Yeah, but when sometimes you're ahead. it doesn't work out that way. Exactly. So when you're ahead, you want to get your money in because mm -hmm. most of the times it'll hold, but sometimes it doesn't, but it will hold more, more times than it doesn't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> just trying to be on the, the better side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the thing about luck is that we like to call it variance, mm -hmm. okay? 
luck is like when you go play blackjack and you get dealt cards and you hit and then like you're lucky if you get 21 you don't yeah you, well your money's in there yeah. before the cards are dealt where yeah. with poker you get the cards and then you figure out what you want to do how much you want to risk if anything or you just want to wait for a better hand where yeah. or blackjack you can, you're putting it in there and hope that you get your yeah or you can win you know. a big pot by having nothing just playing maybe the player yeah. or the, the board texture. Because you don't have to show your cards in that game just because you win a pot. Yeah. Some people just fault you because of how aggressive you're, you're being or some signs that you're giving them that, that might be giving them the idea that you hit a flush on the river or, you know, uh, hit a pair so you might have a, have a boat. So yeah. you make a big bet and people just throw it down to you and you could literally in the back of your mind, you're like, I had seven deuce off suit. Exactly. So that, yeah. it's just what you represent, yeah. right? So yeah. if you represent something big and someone has a big hand, they can fold to you and you can lose with the, you can win with the like a, a worst hand. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing about poker where you can actually win with a really bad hand yeah. where it's, you call that luck. I call that skill, yeah. right? Be able to yeah. read people yeah. and putting, making a play on them when yeah. you know they can fold. Plus it feels a hell of a lot better. Yeah. When and, you you it, oh, yeah. and then you show it. And then you show it. And then you show it. Yeah. The guy needs to go for a smoke. He's yeah, pissed. exactly. <laughs> So in your young career, because you're, you're the younger generation, what have you learned in the last couple of years about the game that makes you so much more different than you were two years ago when you kind of started playing these home games? What have, what have you learned? What are some core, like your top few things that now that you've made some mistakes before that you don't make anymore? Yeah, you know what? Um, when I first started playing, it was bet, 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 aggro, you know, just trying that's to get weird, them off the isn't hand. it that's, usually not bet, bet, bet when you start usually yeah. <laughs> you're the you're, you're the guy holding on to it you're so you're the reverse you were I was like the, the aggressive guy i was always the one that was trying to just get people trying off to show hand. off just, yeah 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 you know i didn't have to show my cards yeah. as long as they Fold. threw their hand away yeah. i get to rake the pot in right yeah. uh took a little bit of losing to learn that that's not the way to <laughs> yeah. win poker um, but let's just make sure we understand that poker is an expensive game to learn because it's going to cost you some money learning it right but aggression does help like like he said timely aggression um knowing when to be aggressive in the right spots knowing um there you got to be a mixture of you know being on the the loose end and being mm -hmm. on the tight end because mm -hmm. in the spots where you can make a play like fold a hand that could have some equity mm -hmm. possibly mm -hmm. but turns out to be a good fold mm -hmm. saves you money in the long run too right like if you make the right plays you bluff in the right spot when you pick up on those those strength tells right mm -hmm. um that's like the the huge thing that that makes you from an average break even or even losing player to even becoming that you know winning player plus right? if you don't have to show your hand then that's less keeps them guessing it keeps them guessing keeps them what guessing. do they have there yeah. and some of them literally think about it for like a, an hour later they're like so would you have that it's like <laughs> you're still thinking about that hand i had nothing my hour i had yeah. you there or whatever you got to say but not showing your hand keeps them guessing so there's some guys that literally make a habit of never showing their hands oh, yeah. like keep you guessing all the time unless you're trying to put them on tilt or something yeah like that. once like you show really your hand it, it a lot of people too they as soon as they see your hand they put you as this kind of player mm -hmm. like oh this guy's a big bluffer mm -hmm. and then you got to figure out it, what they think about you as soon as you start showing your cards because now you've revealed something right yeah if you don't show your cards there you keep them guessing you don't they don't know if you're bluffing they don't know if you actually had it and they they're stuck wondering what what happens here right this is when you change gears okay you build an image so if you make a big bluff and you show it everyone knows that you're capable of it now so next time you might have it. Yeah. So you want to build that image. So next time you kind of want to change gears and tighten up. So next time you're in a hand, you have a big hand. Everyone thinks you don't. And then you get called and then you get paid off that way. 
or the other way you can show a hand you have it every time so every time someone's in the, involved in the pot with you and later on in the tournament when the blinds are high that's when you start stealing and you start bluffing then everyone gives you credit because all you've shown was big hands right so it's all a mental game it's all about adjusting and like switching gears and playing differently Ad adapting to the situation right yeah and the players yeah um is it a myth to wear glasses in a on a poker table like do, do you find that it helps does it <clears throat> do you guys wear glasses i personally do during tournaments Why? just because it keeps me calm um just having less lighting coming into my eyes i feel a lot more calm why didn't you wear any for for this podcast? <laughs> you know, I, I, I was going to say, I was gonna say no we, should, we should wear, yeah, exactly. But yeah. I, I was thinking we should wear glasses because it's a poker conversation. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Just to be funny, have like our hoodies on glasses. Yeah. But there's there's some casinos, some events, like I know the one in Calgary and Grey Eagle mm -hmm. because uh, it's uh, it's got live reporting and it's mm -hmm. a high profile event. Mm -hmm. They have all the fancy lights and it's really bright. Yeah. So depending on what table you're, sat, you're sitting in, if you're one of the chair. middle tables, yeah. Yeah, the lights like like this, like right shining, oh, yeah. Yeah. and they're colorful, right? The red, green, and whatever. Yeah. So it's like it's hard, like it's hard, it's hard in your eyes. Seizure, like well, an when hour you're later. Staring at it for eight hours. Yeah. It's it those gets, are the times your, that your I'll ace force starts eyes. to look like pocket aces. Those are the times you wear shades. Yeah, yeah. Should have yeah. known it was both diamonds. Shit. <laughs> um, so what's uh, so 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 that's not a myth. People don't just wear it to protect their eyes. Are people wearing it to hide? what they're actually thinking or feeling. Do you get a lot of, is it more body language that's given you an indication of what the person has or is it, are you watching the eyes? Like, what do you look for more? I know we're giving away some secrets to the There's guys that so are There's so many external factors. Like you can, you can be the one that has like, dashing eyes or yeah. it can be the one that has a neck that throbs like well it helps if you're bumping. asian it's, your eyes are almost hidden yo that's my, exactly <laughs> it that's my that's my so racist omar just, it's my podcast i, I can be racist if i want that i'm not even like my eyes aren't even open you know what i mean <laughs> he's going in omar, all you should wear glasses you googly-eyed bitch <laughs> he's going all in blind yeah right so yeah. so uh, is there any other things that you pick up on besides um you know maybe how fidgety somebody is um whether they're still eating their food while they're in the hand, like what uh, is there anything that you picked up over over the years that um, kind of give away certain things or things that you don't like when somebody does? Like what what bothers you on, on the poker table? <laughs> no, uh, going back to that one question where um, the picking yeah, up I want on you to answer two of them. <laughs> two two questions. You're gonna have to ask me that again in a yeah, second. Yeah, sure. Um, so I actually picked up on my own tell was. In one of those home games where I would be bluffing and I'd start talking, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, oh, of course, I've, I've that's a big it. tell." You know yeah, I mean? yeah, it's. I didn't realize that I was just trying to act like I'm confident, confident but, you're but not, yeah. I'm yeah. actually not. Yeah. And people actually pick up on that, and that's how I learned to to figure out, you know, when someone's actually doing that, it could be. But now there's like there's a psychological game again where you can pretend that you feel like you're confident, but this person knows that you're just you're just acting so yeah. you're actually confident kind of thing yeah, so yeah. that's where the, like, the so leveling there's like a mind go. mind game yeah. going on it's a it's, psychological game and some right? people even ask you some people even ask you so you got a flush and depending on what your answer is that that makes their decision for oh, them yeah. so do you want me to call like for example you'll tell somebody do you want me to call you do you want and, action yeah do you want action and they'll be like <laughs> uh, um, I don't care man you know what I mean? Like you're trying to yeah. pick up like how strong this guy is. Does he actually want me to call or not want me to call? And sometimes if you say somebody, um, I want you to call and then 
you call knowing that he's trying to disguise that as strength when yeah. he really doesn't want you to call. So there's a lot of that in pro. But I think oh, yeah. that's what makes the game so much fun. Otherwise, we'd all be playing card games at home. And there's, you know, in my culture, there's a lot of card games that Lebanese people play that I don't understand. Just uh, poker just seems to be like this universal uh, language that everybody uses with cards. Um, now, most of our discussion, um, but I'll let you answer what bothers you uh, uh, about people at a table first, but then I got a, 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 another question for maybe Johnny. But what bothers you on, on a table for both of you? Like what, what, what really angers you the most? Is it the guy that's always taking fucking two minutes to make a decision? What Bingo. Yeah? Like uh, when you're playing these events, the thing that, that makes me the most irritated and annoyed is when someone makes a bet, and then someone like makes like a raise or all in and then they take forever to decide like poker is like chess you should have like you should think like two or three steps ahead like if i do this bet and you should already this, be thinking by yeah. the time it gets to you kind of well thing. even before you act you should be thinking okay if i put in a bet here and i get raised you're already going to know if you're going to re-raise if you're going to flat like call or yeah. you're going to fold you should already have that in your head yeah so what really bothers you when people just make moves and then someone goes all in and they're like oh and then they think like you should have kind of known that that move was coming yeah. maybe depending on the guy's stack what exactly. he had left it's like obviously he's going to go all in yeah. he's only got another 200 like he's yeah. you know what i mean to me that's the most annoying thing like not knowing and it's it's not just because uh it's like for experienced players it yeah it's just like but for beginners whatever like home games whatever but like when you go to these events like when you're playing for a lot of money and stuff like kind of know what you're going to do before yeah. you do it yeah you know what i mean Otherwise, try to be a little more professional yeah just because Blinds go up, so yeah. you know if you're you have a short stack, mm -hmm. your the blinds are going up. You and have the blinds less big like blinds. twenty percent of your stack. It's exactly, like you should know that it's, a, it's around that time to make yeah. a move. But I if you have a mile, if you have a mountain of chips and it's on the bubble, like I don't care, take your time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll just sit here, just, yeah, just sit here. try to figure out what I'm gonna do with all this money when it yeah. gets to me. Exactly. Yeah, it's really. It's, Jay, what do you? What what pisses I you off? I actually up? agree with that. When someone takes forever, when mm -hmm. it's such an easy spot to, mm -hmm. for this person, like you don't need to take more than five minutes to figure out what you're gonna do. Mm -hmm. It's it's acceptable to take some time. You you got to play out your mm -hmm. possibilities and figure those things out, but. When you're taking longer than five minutes, it's... it's five like, minutes? But wait, this is what a is personal. It? You said this is a personal. What annoys you personally? Yeah, yeah. It's not that it's wrong and everyone should... No, it's know, not act. wrong. Yeah. yeah, They can call the clock on you and then yeah. somebody will come over and give you like a minute to think about it. Yeah, I just want to make sure it's clear that it's just my personal pet peeve yeah. when players take forever. Yeah. Not that you shouldn't. Johnny doesn't want to upset any of you listeners out there. Don't, <laughs> don't unsubscribe. Wrong. Don't unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, if you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. Like... <laughs> if you're in that one spot where it's like you are taking your time, um, that's fine because sometimes you do need the time to think. But Especially if, if it's all in. Yeah. And it's for your tournament life. Exactly. Yeah. If you're doing it very often where it's like every second hand you take one minute, mm -hmm. two minutes, then that starts to get annoying because yeah. you're slowing down the game. Uh, and that's what um, a lot of these you know, prestigious tournaments and stuff like that are actually implementing into their games. Yeah. yeah. A 30 second shot clock. If you need more time, you have these plaques that you can throw in for 30 more seconds. Yeah, yeah, kind of I've thing. seen those, yeah. So I, I really like that concept. Yeah, I yeah. like it too. It, it yeah. speeds up the game. It uh, makes it more of a professional manner, so. At least that's being acknowledged. Yeah, Like sure. with tossing in that, like you're using that, like you. it goes back to thinking ahead of time. Like you're using it for a reason. You're not just sitting there because you're just a slow thinker yeah. and you're just taking up everybody's time. Yeah. You're actually using that for a purpose yeah. as, as a decision to be made where most of the time you're calling the clock on somebody. Yeah. 
<clears throat> is there is there something like that obviously most of the conversation we've had is um is about the two card game but a lot of it applies everything we've talked about almost everything we've talked about besides some of the rules uh, apply to a game like omaha or pineapple or crazy pineapple are you guys into plo at all you know what um, the first game because I, I tend ever. to enjoy bingo? that game. Bingo! Come on, <laughs> how's that bingo? Game, Just because you're playing against 22 players <laughs> and nobody folds. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. You Everybody's know, got a piece of it. Before these home games with him playing uh, Texas Hold'em, yeah. uh, I played a lot of Omaha with my friends, and we were inexperienced Omaha players, and we just were inexperienced in, in poker in general. The world was your oyster. This is where. It gets unorganized that we were talking about how home games can get unorganized. People take forever. Like me and my friends, we didn't know what the hell we were doing, like who it was on. Like yeah. it, it would get crazy. A one card flush doesn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you, have to, you need to use two. So Omaha for everybody that's out there, it's just like um, uh, the two card games like Texas Hold'em, but you're, you're dealt four cards. But yeah. the only difference is really is you have to use two of your cards. You so if you're trying to, to make a, a boat, for example, you, you pretty much need the board to pair with with a set that you might be holding. So yeah. you can't just do it with one card. So if there's, for example, two queens and two tens and you have one queen in your hand yeah. and that's that's not a, a boat. If there's mm -hmm. three of a kind on community cards and you have a pair in your hand, that's a, that's considered a boat. So exactly. you have to use two cards, whether it's a flush, a straight, um, a boat, something like that. A boat yeah. is when you have, you know, uh, three cards over two, which is like... Full uh, house. Yeah, full, full house. house. Yeah. yeah. So pretty much everything we talked about, because I enjoy Omaha for oh, whatever yeah, reason. When we play home games, we, we play Omaha. But I really action. like Omaha. I tend to do better. Not because there's more cards to... Uh, you know more cards to use but um maybe it's because i'm a looser player i'm not not so tight but i i find i'm more disciplined with all of us sometimes oh wow sometimes. <laughs> why you That's don't fucking first. lose ever um but four cards is uh i find i'm more disciplined playing omaha than oh. I am Texas Hold'em. Okay. Don't ask me why, because it should be the other way around. You should be looser because you have more options with four, but I feel like if I don't have anything strong with four cards, I don't kid myself uh, about it. Where with two cards, I, I'm, I'm almost downplaying what you have because, mm -hmm. well, he only has two cards. What are the chances he has a king? And that's the that's the case king. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, with so, four cards, you have more opportunity to hit more cards on the board too, Yeah, right? Like you were mentioning. More possibilities. Yeah. But I find I'm just more disciplined with Omaha. It might be the fact that because you can hit more cards that you know that they'll have more than just You're, you're almost pair. giving them the benefit of the doubt more exactly. than you normally would where yeah. if it was just two cards, everybody mm -hmm. had them. Yeah. Okay. Your, uh, your, the other, we should, since we're talking poker, we should mention the other two games, which is Pineapple, yeah. Crazy Pineapple. Crazy Pineapple. And uh, I think there's, there's a bunch of other games that... Uh, but for the most part, like what play, you'd run into in the, in the city, you'd yeah. run into Pineapple, <clears throat> which is you get three cards. Yep. And you got to get rid of one um, after. Oh, that regular is when you get rid of it before. Yep. You get rid of one of them and you got to keep two. So then it goes back to a two card game. Exactly. Yeah. And crazy pineapples when you get rid of it after the flop. After the flop. Yeah. After everybody's seen the first three community cards yep. before the turn and the river. That's an exciting game too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. <laughs> that. But that's dangerous too because dangerous. it combines both Omaha and two cards because then you're like, what the hell did he get rid it's of? Like For sure he's got medium. two diamonds. <laughs> yeah. 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 <clears throat> So, um, where 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 should we go with this conversation and 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 poker and what we're I have I have we we're talking about things that piss us off and you guys mentioned some good ones. I have a guy and I don't give a shit if he's listening to this podcast because I know he is <laughs> good friend of mine. I'm not going to say his name, but he likes to play poker. So once in a while he'll call me like once a month and we'll go together. But he's not he hasn't 
played poker as long as I have, so he doesn't understand some of the things. And he usually likes to sit beside me. He is a fucking chatterbox. I mean, for as much as I chat, I don't speak when I'm playing poker. Like, I got my headphones on. I'm watching my 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 movie. My I'm on my phone, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But this guy talks about every hand that he gets. And I got pissed at him the other day because the dealers think he's cute and it's fine. But other people on the table are like, fuck, is this guy's problem? Every time the action comes to him, he's like, well, I mean, I don't know what you have. I, I see it. This is exactly what he did the other day. I'm not That's even so kidding annoying, you. Man. It's he <clears throat> is the most annoying. He's a good man, but he's the most annoying when it comes to poker. So I know he knows who he is. I'm not going to mention <laughs> his name. He's listening for sure. But you know, he'll say things like it'll come to him, and he'll be looking at the board, and he'll be like, "Well, there's a seven of clubs, a nine of diamonds, and a king of spades. I don't know if I have anything here." He's. It's almost like the guy that thinks out loud. It's like the complete opposite of what poker players yeah, are supposed like, to do. Yeah. He riles me up. Like, I'm just like, let's get the hell out of here, man. You're horrible. You're annoying. So, How I many hope, else I do I have? <laughs> Does his name start with a G? Yeah. Yes. I know. I know who okay, you're talking don't say about. It. That's I won't. not cool. Um, so, He's yeah, that's fucking annoying. I unfortunately don't. <laughs> that's that's what bothers me about that guy because sometimes we, we go, we're playing poker, but we like our quiet time. In a home game, it's hard. You don't want to be that guy in a home game with all your friends with your headphones on watching a movie. Everybody's yeah. got to remind you you're up next, you know? Yeah. But in, in a casino where you don't know a lot of people at the table, I don't know if you do it in a tournament, but do you bring your headphones? Do you like to... I you like to. to entertain yourself? I used or to. Or is it more now because there's so much money on the line, you're, you're so focused that you don't want any distractions? Honestly, I don't know what it was, but I used to always wear headphones. I used yeah. to listen to music when yeah. I played. And it's, I think uh, after like the end of 2016, I just, for some reason, I just like stopped listening to music. I, I just don't. It Can I tell you what it is? Because I already know. What? You stopped listening to music because if you're ever, well, obviously, first of all, if you were winning doing what you were doing before with the music you would have just fucking enjoyed the shit out of it and kept going but if i'm listening to my favorite song and you river me i hate that song from now on <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like that's no longer a song i want to listen to uh, that's no longer my yeah. type of music so i feel like when you lose and you're occupying in your favorite movie or, or your music or your distracted table you start hating those things so you go home not wanting to watch that movie. Is, is that Subconsciously, I'm not saying consciously, I'm saying subconsciously. Is that something that you ever think about? That maybe if somebody upsets you at a table, whether it's rivering you, a bad beat, whatever, and you're listening to some of your favorite music, because obviously it's what you're listening to. No, honestly, I think it's because I lost my earphones. <laughs> and I just never replaced I'll them. I'll e-transfer you some money. <laughs> no, Mis- so, says the guy that just won what? How much was it? 40 grand? 45 five, five. grand? Johnny's Poker Fund. So yeah. what, happen- what happened was, uh, yeah, I just... I, don't, I can't even remember why. I just stopped listening to music. So when I go to the poker table, I just like, I have my phone, of course, where you just like, you know, yeah. play on your phone, Facebook, whatever, text. That's mm-hmm. it. That's my entertainment. That's my music when I fold the hand. How about you, Jay? You always uh, got your headphones on. I like it You always when, got your stuff with you. Uh, in the beginning of the tournament where it's usually just like, you know, slow, everyone's just doing their thing. Uh, I, I prefer to like, have some time pass by listening to music and th- all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, but once you get further, once you get close to the money and when the action starts to matter at more, um, I feel like listening to music is more of a distraction by then. Yeah, for sure. So I prefer to like be able to focus and, you know, um, chit chat with people around. Well, sometimes me. the chat that's going on is very relevant to what's happening in the game. Oh, yeah, like sure. if I have my headphones on, like I do now, and we're playing poker, I might not realize that Johnny's upset 
Yeah. Like I might not be able to pick up on his beautiful poker face that he's mad, but if I take my headphones off, I might hear him kind of chatting with you or just saying Banter, something. Yeah. Or Banter. You, mm-hmm. Johnny could look <clears throat> at somebody and say, fuck what an idiot that guy is. But I could miss that completely, oh, yeah. but that's a dead giveaway that- Johnny's said that many times. <laughs> yeah, of course he has. <laughs> but it's a dead, give it a dead giveaway that you're pissed off at, at somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that might, that might affect you emotionally, let's say, just for example. So I think those little telltale signs that you normally would pick up on without all those distractions end up being such a crucial part in a decision you might have to make especially when you're getting down to like a final table or four or five guys left or there's fucking 45 grand on the line. I can watch my favorite movie some other time or later. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I need to focus. I need to, or like you mentioned, chatting with the guy, you might be trying to fish for information yourself. Maybe I'll tell you a story. Yeah, go ahead. Actually at the final table, yeah. I was actually trying to rebook my flight at the final table because <laughs> I always book a flight at 11 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. And these tournaments go longer than that if you make it, if you make a deep run. So well, you're here, rebooking it because you realize I might be playing yes, the next day. Past. Yeah. So basically it's like nine o'clock PM and my flight's at 11. So this is a time I need to decide, am I rebooking my flight or am I going to make my flight? Yeah. So at the time I had some chips. So I was like trying to rebook my flight. And then I was at the f- literally at the final table, like 10 people. And I was like trying to rebook my flight. When yeah. I folded, I was like trying to book my flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, what I did is just canceled it because, um, there's a hundred dollar because uh, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. There's a hundred dollar like uh, cancellation fee, which was probably the same price as another flight, anyways. Yeah. So I just booked a flight the next morning and went to work the next day. I had zero sleep because yeah. when you win, you're on a high, right? Yeah. All your adrenaline is like keeping you up. Yeah, of course. So I didn't sleep for like two days. Did they give it to you in cash when you win? Yeah, it was just like bricks of cash. So, so when you take all that. Do you ever worry that you're gonna get jumped in the parking lot? Oh, Maybe not you, but this is what I you see do. these little old Asians, like like 80 pounds max, soaking wet. He's got like this many hundreds with him. I'm like, this guy's not afraid of like somebody like because these guys actually, there's some people out there that make a living that way. Like, wow. I've heard <clears> some <throat> crazy stories. I don't know if you heard about the Argyle one. This was about, I think it was 2009 or 2011, one of the two. But he won a lot of money. He won like. 56k or something like that he went home so what these guys do and i hope these guys are listening because i I want somebody to take this advice in case they ever win big money like that is they'll follow you out of the parking lot like just normally i'm leaving you're leaving big parking lot so they'll follow you home just about at you know if they figure now you're in residential almost at your home they'll hit you with a car Mm. like just bump (laughs) into you there's just a, a rear even at the light right before your house they look around there's nobody around They'll bump into you. What do we do when we've been hit from behind? We're not going to be like, sorry, man, I'm not getting out. I got 60K, 60K on me. You're not thinking that's related. But they, they, and this happened to a restaurant owner that I know that was in our community. It was like a life and death situation. Um, cashed out his VLTs and he had money on them. But same thing. They track you down and they don't make it obvious. They're not rushing the car, opening the door, trying to find the money. They just give you a little bump. And then obviously it's an accident. So you get out with your id and your you're not going to get out with the cash you're going to get out with your id and your information and you're going to exchange but while that exchange is going on that's when they rob you wow so it's just as simple as just so if you're ever cashing out at the casino 100 grand and somebody bumps into you that's Don't not stop. an accident that's for real they're trying to get your money you know just well, fucking there, speed off see there was a catch fix that. the bumper later there was a catch this was this uh, tournament ended at like 132 in the morning so there's not many yeah, people and around. the times that these things yeah. end are just like the perfect time for somebody to snag it from you then they had security escort 
uh, us to the car. Yeah. And then we left. And then security was probably smaller than you. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> by the way, I'm sorry, but those <clears throat> those security guys at the casino, I don't see one of them that's in good shape. Why are they all fat <laughs> bastards that are like, like I'm just thinking if around. I ran out of here, this guy would never be able to chase me down. Like most of them. And they're older guys. And I know not a lot happens at a casino, but it's yeah. just funny because they're not the, if you had like the bar security there. Bouncer. Yeah. People would think twice about doing some stupid shit like that. Yeah. You just like check behind you, make sure you're not being followed and then you're fine. Yeah. yeah. So you got escorted. They escorted to the car. I had a getaway car ready. So they escorted <laughs> me to the car. So you really knew you were going to win. Yeah. You had that ready. You had the home. No, that ready. was after at the oh, cash okay. cage. Oh, okay. I arranged okay. that at the cash <laughs> okay. cage. <laughs> okay. okay. Start the car, warm it up. Yeah. This was in January. Yeah. And then uh, have it waiting, and then security escorted me to the car. Yeah. Closed the door, we left, no one followed us, and we yeah. got a ride home. Okay. Yeah. There's a big difference between guys that play poker and guys that go to the casino to gamble. So a lot of people say, oh, you play poker, you're a gambler. And it's like, yes and no, because when I go to the casino, I don't go to either put my money up first and play a table game or put it in a machine and hope for the best. It's more strategic than that. So I find that, that real poker players don't ever go into the casino and play blackjack and play roulette and play uh, VLTs. Do you guys ever do that or are you guys just strictly poker? Because I think you are. I think the answer is yes, but I could be wrong. I like, personally just play poker. I don't okay. play- like, Jay, I'll, same thing? Yeah, you know what? Um, a lot of the pro players, like I mentioned earlier, if the, those little things, those external factors that turn you from a break-even or barely winning player, that turns you to, into a losing player. Um, the those little things like betting on sports, uh, betting, you know, playing some blackjack yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, like I said, you can be a winning player mm -hmm. in poker, but lose your money there, and it's just a double whammy, right? Yeah. Um, as much as I love sports, I never bet on sports, like ever. Neither do I. Ever, mm -hmm. ever. It's so weird. Even if I know who's going to, like, for example, Ovechkin's one of my favorite players. I love the Capitals. They won the Stanley Cup last year. I had every reason to bet against, uh, you know, when everybody's on the hype train with, with Las Vegas. And if you yeah, yeah. put $200, you can win 50K if you did it at the beginning of the year. <laughs> and everybody was talking about all this money they were winning. I never, ever bet. Even though it was my favorite player playing in game seven, I would have put just 100 bucks on him. I just never bet on sports. I don't like sports like that. I mm. love sports, but not. I'm not the betting guy on them. I just want to enjoy watching. You're it. an actual. Is sports that weird? <laughs> no, that that's weird? not weird at all. Because I'm like the only guy that I know in my group of friends that doesn't play, you know, sports select. I think it just adds either. a little bit of excitement <coughs> to it. But if you're an actual <clears throat> sports fan, what's the point of betting on it? When yeah. You but I never do. I found that weird. Like right? ever, ever. Mm -hmm. Not like I just don't when remember I, the time I did. I just don't. When I put up money, my own money to play, <coughs> I want to make sure I can control my own destiny. Do you know what I mean? So if I'm going to bet. Not, or, not leave it for a bunch of hulky guys. Yeah, exactly. Right? So I want to make sure like I have a chance. Of, you have to give your, yourself the best chance to win. Yeah. Right. So you have to control that. Yeah. You can't just like put money in and pray to the gods that you're going to like yeah. win. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. There, that's what I mean by when people say poker is gambling. Yeah, there's a very, there's an element of luck or variance yeah, to it. Yeah. But for the most part, it's strategic, like you said. Yeah, yeah. And there's ways to win without getting a hand. That's the skill part mm -hmm. of trying to win without having a hand because you can't always have a hand. Yeah. <clears throat> most of the time, sports are on when you're playing poker, so you get to see what's happening and yeah, so exactly. I, I find that somebody's somebody's gambling and before before we end this podcast i really want to talk about something important that 
I'm not into, but obviously I hear a lot about is poker online. That's become a big thing. So for people out there, all these rules and everything we're talking about, they, they, they apply to home games in the casino, but a lot of it is uh, played online. There's some people that play online while they're playing poker at the casino. So they're like, they're playing poker stars. So what's up with this whole online epidemic of poker? Is it real? Are people, uh, because most of the time people don't play it like me. Like I don't play it online. But if I did, I'd be so worried about some hacking going on and people seeing the cards or, or a group of guys. Collusion. Collusion. A yeah. group of guys like getting together and, and plotting out against you or, or fishing out that weak person, but not doing it in a poker way where they're just figuring out how to, how to find out what you have. And sometimes you're not getting your money back. So what's up with online? Do you guys have any experience with it? Do you, do you play it? Do you care about it? What's I'll your... go quick. I'm fast. I barely have time to come out to use one. So I don't play any online. I think it's rigged and that's my opinion. You barely had time for this podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I appreciate it. I got to fly out soon. <laughs> Well, yeah, your, your your flight leaves in a couple hours. No, yeah, it's eleven. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go visit you in, in Cologne. Sounds good. I'm actually very neutral on that. Sometimes yeah. I do feel like it's rigged, but at the same time, I did play second in a tournament for fifty eight hundred US. So you can win money yeah. on there. Um, can you win and not face suckouts all the time? Yeah. No. Uh, you'll you'll definitely face a lot of suckouts and bad beats like you. But when you never face see. a suckout, do you think that you've been robbed in some way? It seems like, like more it, than sometimes just a poker game. Just you, like hey, so how did he know? Yeah, like, when you, what guy would make that call? The you know? dumbest calls, yeah. like those kind of things. It starts to question, like make you make you question whether there's cheaters out there. But um, I mean, I encourage if you don't want to spend a lot of money, you can buy in tournaments for like one dollar. 50 cents you can play cash games for two dollars yeah it's a lot cheaper than going to the casino where the lowest stakes are one two and the minimum I think they have one penny two penny don't they yeah yeah one, they one have penny, like yeah penny. something so small yeah if, if you're a learning player and you want to play some poker it's and you can play free yeah you so can we're not just like online like you need a credit card like yeah there's like fun money the free oh, yeah. the free stuff there's nothing online so everyone just goes all yeah in, that's so. like if you, if you wanted to learn the game yeah. unless you yeah. have a bunch of dummies on they're just going to teach you everything wrong with the game Okay, yeah, I, did, uh, I just want to talk about online because I, I myself don't do it, but I know a lot of people do. A lot of people are successful at it, but I just always worry that it's online. It's not real cards, real people, even though it is, but it isn't. You know what I mean? I don't know what's what's going on behind the scenes. I'm I'm kind of leaving it up to chance, but you're always second guessing yourself when you make yeah. a move that should have never been called. <clears throat> always. You, you always know? have to analyze and improve. You have yeah. to make, like, yeah. you always have to look back and think, could I play it better? And if the answer is yes, then you just have to make adjustments and not make the same mistake. And if mm -hmm. you played it right, but got a bad beat or a suck out, you just have to suck it up Deal and it. get on to the next one. That is awesome. Well, I appreciate this conversation about poker because I've been wanting to have it for a long time, especially with you two. So when you reached out to me, Johnny, I was like, this is perfect. That's the one guy I would want in here. I hope next time you come, that trophy's like four times the size. I hope so. And you take out something big. I um, hope next time uh, I've got one too. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> we'll man, both come back. To it. We'll I should have started back. with Jay. Like, Jay, where's your trophy? I can't wait to see that one. But I know Johnny's obviously working on on uh, on uh, improving and, and, and getting better and better at poker. So I hope next time I see you, the fucking trophy doesn't even fit in the studio. Oh, yeah. we'll work together. We'll get yeah. there. So you're you're kind of uh, helping him out in a way. You look after him when it comes to advice on poker and and yeah, how to play the he game. ran some hands by me, and I'm not an, I'm not a pro by any means, yeah. but I've seen like a lot. But you're good. Yeah. You're good. I and can give him a different perspective. Not saying it's the right one, but yeah. I can give him like 
throw things around, right? Yeah. 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 If you're taking poker seriously, definitely talk about hands. Hey, Tangier. Different people <laughs> and get another perspective yeah. on it, right? Yeah. Um, it's always good to like, you may think you made the right play, but when you talk about the hand specifically to someone that actually knows about the game as well, yeah. and they can tell you where you went wrong or yeah. whatever it may be, yeah. that actually helps you learn and think about that spot for the future, right? Mm -hmm. And again, seeing hands, that's what gets you the experience. Yeah. Yeah. So. Plus, plus, I think when you add, like, let's say you're you're involved in a hand, they make a decision on, and all of a sudden you you, you call Johnny and you're asking him about it. Um, uh, he's not emotionally invested in that hand, where mm. your decision could have actually, been made. Because actually, I am. Sometimes in the, in the past, he has. We have actually played a tournament almost together. We were FaceTiming, yeah. and he was playing a tournament online, and we like you know. You'd say, what should I do here? What should you do there? And I would just like give him my ideas. Not that it's right, but it gives him. No, like but better. I'm saying with him asking you about a particular hand, yeah. um, you're, you might be able to give him the best advice because you're not there. That guy didn't piss you off five minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, that yeah. guy didn't river Objective you. opinion. So you, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like having that outside of the box opinion would kind of take out all the emotional things that he was using to make that decision at the time where you're not invested that way. You're just thinking about the, the game and the smartest way to play that hand. Yeah, you nailed the, you nailed the, um, you hit the nail right on the head because he was an emotional player. Yeah. So what you're saying actually hits home because that's actually what happened yeah. with him. I figured that's why I said it. Just <laughs> kidding. That was a total <laughs> guess. Um, but I, I want to see you in, in Kelowna. I'll probably, I'll probably head out there, like I said, in the next month, maybe for Christmas because I have a friend there that I have two friends there that I promised I'd stop by and see. So now that I know that you're in Kelowna, because I thought it was just Vancouver. No. Yeah, so... Um, it's too expensive there. I have to win like 10 tournaments to live there. <laughs> That's true. It is expensive, hey? That's just to pay the rent. Is is playing there a lot different than playing here? Or is it just... There's the no game poker the there. There's no poker it's there. It's all in Alberta now. The tournaments anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. You, so you fly in when you see family and friends, but you try to get in a tournament. Yes, yeah, so I coordinate it together, so I just knock off two birds with one stone. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming by, boys. I appreciate it. I got I missed <clears> you at work the other day, but where, where are you now? Northgate? Yeah. Yeah, I'll stop by and see you there. Mm -hmm. Just to say hi. Yeah, come see You don't actually me. do anything for me besides just seeing your face, <laughs> it's right? It's pretty boring there sometimes, so... <laughs> you need somebody like me yeah. to walk in there, cheer the place up a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah. We've got to give a shout-out to all the guys back home, all the donkeys, JPT, MAM, Sloaner, my family, friends. Thanks. Yeah, we said, we're, we said we're going to do that at the beginning. <laughs> Fuck, we almost signed out without <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Well, uh, like I said, I'll see you in Kelowna. Jay, I'll see you soon. And uh, and hopefully next time you come back, we have bigger and better things to talk thanks, about. Bro. Yeah, and thanks, bro. And I, I appreciate you guys coming by and, and uh, educating us a little bit on, on, on poker and Omaha and pineapple and online. And bingo. And yeah, I think we'll have to have another one because driving away or flying away, you're going to be on a plane, you're probably thinking about a couple of things, man, you know what I should have talked about or I should have mentioned because we probably missed a That's couple of things. That's usually what happens. Yeah, so we'll do round two some sometime mm -hmm. in the future and yeah, then hopefully absolutely. we got other things to discuss. Let's see how much interest you get. You right? have like 100,000 subscribers by Negative then. four views. Like, how <laughs> is that possible? Damn, <laughs> I guess we won't be back. Yeah. yeah, if I'm not allowed on YouTube anymore, I know it's going to be your fault in that trophy. That's Sorry, bro. <laughs> All right, boys, <clears throat> take care. Have a, have a safe flight back to Kelowna. Thank you, I'll see you uh, next month. Yeah, well, month and a half. Sounds good. Before Christmas. Okay. I'll see you soon. Yeah, we're we'll always see each around. other. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Thanks boys. Bro. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you.